Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Hey, Dr. Lovely here. Thought uh, I'd take a moment today and talk to you a little bit about stress. I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. Uh, If you have a suggestion for what you'd like me to discuss, uh, please head over to my Facebook page, Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, and leave me a comment. Uh, Happy to take suggestions for such things because this podcast is for you. Found effect on whether or not a woman has symptoms during her menopausal transition. It goes something like this. When the ovaries become less reliable and ovulation may not be as as regular, uh, certainly you're skipping periods, what happens is the production of progesterone, which is the balance hormone to estrogen, actually comes from the adrenal glands. Now, the adrenal glands are walnut-shaped glands that sit atop the kidneys. They're little teeny things, but their job is to control the stress response. They have uh, a storage of nutritional factors that make up certain hormones. And two hormones in particular that we are interested in in perimenopause, cortisol, or the stress response hormone, and progesterone, which again is the balance hormone for estrogen, uh, share the same mother molecule, okay? So stress from a body's point of view is an emergency. So when you launch a stress response, your adrenal glands respond as if your life was threatened. They were never really meant to respond the way that we ask them to do, which is all day throughout the day, some days almost constantly. They were meant to be a sort of every now and then kind of thing. So to go back to the uh, nutritional factors here. So when you put your body through stress and your perimenopausal, what happens is the emergency nature of stress as far as your physiology is concerned is that your uh, adrenal glands will automatically use that mother hormone to make more stress hormone to survive. Which means that if you are a stressed person, you're not able to make enough progesterone in your perimenopausal years to have balance and be symptom-free. I'm going to let that one sink in just for a second. In other words, your ability to control the stress in your life is going to be the difference between you having symptoms and not having symptoms. There was a study done uh, many years ago now that looked at common interventions for menopause and the symptoms of menopause or perimenopause as we know it now. And the, the thing that caused the most or greatest reduction in symptoms was meditation. Now that beat out prescription medication and uh, so hormone replacement therapy 
bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and a number of other uh, common and popular interventions that women choose during perimenopause when they're having symptoms. And meditation was the number one intervention that caused the reduction of symptoms. And the reason why that is, is simply because when we give our chance, our body a chance to rest, we can actually make the hormones of balance. So just to take it out of the theoretical here for a second and give you something a little more practical, I thought I would give you three uh, things that you can do right now to reduce the stress in your life. Number one, reduce the noise. We have so much greater exposure to information on a daily basis now than we ever have in our history. So what happens then is we literally spend our days, our moments where we would normally be quiet and reflective in thought, fiddling with our phones, or our devices and not paying attention to our surroundings or our thoughts, or even giving our intuition a moment to speak to us. Just that sheer volume of information coming in is stressful in in itself, whether you realize it or not. It's certainly stressful if we're talking about some of the social media sites where mm, there's sort of a, I suppose, a, Uh, a propensity, if you will, to look at that stuff and compare your own life to the people that you know. And that just never really ends up being a very good idea. So but you know, we all do it. I mean, no judgment, we all do it. But uh, just know that that kind of thing is a low grade chronic stress that can really uh, start to affect whether or not you feel balanced. So turn off the TV, turn off your devices, Netflix will still be there when you get back and just have some quiet time every day. Because, you know, when you take the noise down, you take the pressure down. And when you do that, now your body can rest and it can make balanced hormones. Super, super important. Number two is a little more difficult. I want you to look at your relationships, whether it's the relationship you have with your spouse, with your boss, with your best friends, with your children. Are they supportive or are they toxic? Any toxic relationship ends up being a stressor in your life. Sometimes it's low grade chronic and sometimes it's more acute and situational. Those kinds of people will eat your adrenal glands alive. Really look at your relationships and say, do I have people in my life that are committed to seeing me struggle or committed to being part of the reason I struggle? Or do I have loving and healthy relationships where people are interested in my progress? Because that's what you want. And the third thing is sleep. So we spend a third of our lives sleeping. 
And we really need to commit to that process, making that a quality experience. I think you sort of lose the sense when you get into the working world or the family, um, family building time in your life. You lose the sense that sleep is the balance, the restoration that we need to make sure that our brains and bodies can work Uh, and do the things we ask them to the other two-thirds of our lives. We look at sleep as an inconvenience. Also, when you start to have sleep issues, that is a sign of imbalance in your life for certain. Now, there are so many reasons that you can have sleep issues that it's difficult for me to cover this topic comprehensively in this time we have today. But there is good information online where you can find some, uh, some nuggets, some suggestions on what you should be doing to help with sleep. And we'll discuss sleep in a future podcast episode more in depth because there, as I said, many, many issues here that can affect the quality of your sleep. So just to review, number one, reduce the noise of stuff showing up in your life. Spend more time in quiet reflection. Number two, toxic relationships out. Number three, sleep should be a priority. Commit to your sleep the same way that you commit to other healthy habits in your life. It really will make a huge difference. So thank you for listening today. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm very excited to see how uh, popular these um, recordings have been. I certainly, again, welcome your comments and any topics you'd like me to discuss. Uh, nothing is taboo for me. So uh, go, please go to my Facebook page, Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, and leave me a comment there. Let me know what you'd like me to talk about. And hey, if you like what I'm doing here and you're listening on iTunes, take a moment to rate and review this podcast, please. Thank you. Until next time, I'm Dr. Fiona Lovely. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.